University of Technology and Applied Sciences, Ibri College of Technology, Level 3, Progress Test. Semester 1, November 2020-2021. Section 1. First, you will hear Dr. Abdullah discuss the first draft of Dawood's project paper with him. Good afternoon, Dawood. Come on in and take a seat. Hi, Dr. Abdullah. Thanks. Just a minute. I'll find the first draft of your project paper and we can have a look at it together. Now, yours is the one on how to conserve water and use it efficiently, isn't it? Yes, that's right. So what made you choose that for your project? Well, I suppose it was because of a saying I heard at a seminar last week. Save a drop of water today and reap an ocean tomorrow. We live in a desert, don't we? So we need every drop of water and must use and save that drop efficiently for a secure future. Bravo, Daywood. I read in the Times of Oman that Water Conservation Day is celebrated today, the 22nd of March. Yes, a lot of engineers and scientists are going to share their research findings on the necessity of conserving water at Majan College. I'm attending that program tomorrow. Great. Now, moving on to the summary of your research, I noticed that some information was missing. I have marked those places with an asterisk, which is like a star with my green pen, to make it easier for you to add the missing information later on. Right, I'll do that. What do you think about the methods I chose to obtain data? You chose two methods, a questionnaire and an interview. The questions for both were excellent. Just use suitable transition words to explain the differences between the two methods. So, do you think I should just write a single paragraph mentioning both methods and transitional words? Exactly. Okay, Dr. Abdullah, what about my analysis? I like the way you narrated your findings. However, I see that you used only pie charts. You should also include line graphs and diagrams when presenting your data. Also, make sure you have a record of all the respondents. What does the word respondents mean and how do you spell it? Well, it is R-E-S-P-O-N-D-E-N-T-S. And it is used by researchers to refer to the people who responded to their questionnaires. Oh, okay. I have all their names. I just hope the other aspects of the project are fine, as I already put a lot of work into it and followed the guidelines carefully. Oh, I can tell. I think you've done a good job overall, but I have highlighted the areas where you could improve your grammar. Please make all the necessary changes and submit your second draft on Sunday, the 28th of March. Wait a minute, let me check the date. Sorry, Sunday is March 29th. Okay, Dr. Abdullah. Now, listen for the second time. Good afternoon, Daywood. Come on in and take a seat. Hi, Dr. Abdullah. Thanks. Just a minute. 
I'll find the first draft of your project paper and we can have a look at it together. Now, yours is the one on how to conserve water and use it efficiently, isn't it? Yes, that's right. So what made you choose that for your project? Well, I suppose it was because of a saying I heard at a seminar last week. Save a drop of water today and reap an ocean tomorrow. We live in a desert, don't we? So we need every drop of water and must use and save that drop efficiently for a secure future. Bravo, Daywood. I read in the Times of Oman that Water Conservation Day is celebrated today, the 22nd of March. Yes, a lot of engineers and scientists are going to share their research findings on the necessity of conserving water at Majan College. I'm attending that program tomorrow. Great. Now, moving on to the summary of your research, I noticed that some information was missing. I have marked those places with an asterisk, which is like a star with my green pen, to make it easier for you to add the missing information later on. Right, I'll do that. What do you think about the methods I chose to obtain data? You chose two methods, a questionnaire and an interview. The questions for both were excellent. Just use suitable transition words to explain the differences between the two methods. So, do you think I should just write a single paragraph mentioning both methods and transitional words? Exactly. Okay, Dr. Abdullah, what about my analysis? I like the way you narrated your findings. However, I see that you used only pie charts. You should also include line graphs and diagrams when presenting your data. Also, make sure you have a record of all the respondents. What does the word respondents mean and how do you spell it? Well, it is R-E-S-P-O-N-D-E-N-T-S -E -E and it is used by researchers to refer to the people who responded to their questionnaires. Oh, okay. I have all their names. I just hope the other aspects of the project are fine, as I already put a lot of work into it and followed the guidelines carefully. Oh, I can tell. I think you've done a good job overall, but I have highlighted the areas where you could improve your grammar. Please make all the necessary changes and submit your second draft on Sunday, the 28th of March. Wait a minute. Let me check the date. Sorry. Sunday is March 29th. Okay, Dr. Abdullah. Section 2. First, you will hear three college students discussing their last lesson, which was about some ways to conserve water in Oman. Did you understand everything that Ms. Aliyah talked about in yesterday's class? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure that I did. Well, Noor, here's what I got from the lecture. First, Ms. Aliyah spoke about rainwater harvesting one of the easiest methods of saving and storing water for future use. Sorry, but what do you mean by rainwater harvesting? Well, I can explain that. 
Rainwater harvesting began in 40,000 BC. The rainwater was collected near, directly and stored in large underground tanks known as cisterns. That's C-I-S-T-E-R-N-S. It was one of the simplest and oldest methods of supplying water for households. Okay, I understand now. But can we collect rainwater using this method in Oman? Yes, we can. Moreover, we can go to Istanbul, spelled I-S-T-A-N-B-U-L, to see the largest underground tank in the world today. That would be great, Buthaina. By the way, Ebri recorded the highest amount of rainfall in Oman at 68 millimeters during the heavy rain in December last year. I wish I had known about rainwater harvesting them. Anyway, you know about it now. People can build small tanks on their farms or in their gardens. Yes, that's a good idea. Ms. Alaya also informed us that we have 3,000 flage irrigation systems in our country. We just need to make sure that they are being used properly. Yes, in this way, we can also preserve our tradition. Finally, Ms. Alia spoke about how we can manage the use of water from our kitchen and baths efficiently. In India, most homes have kitchen water flowing directly to the gardens. People there also reuse the water produced by air conditioners or ACs as we sometimes call them. Interesting. If we make an effort to conserve water, it will not be scarce during periods of drought. Thanks a lot, Buthaina and Zahra. Now, listen for the second time. Did you understand everything that Ms. Aliyah talked about in yesterday's class? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure that I did. Well, Noor, here's what I got from the lecture. First, Ms. Alia spoke about rainwater harvesting, one of the easiest methods of saving and storing water for future use. Sorry, but what do you mean by rainwater harvesting? Well, I can explain that. Rainwater harvesting began in 40,000 BC. The rainwater was collected near, directly and stored in large underground tanks known as cisterns. That's C. I-S-T-E-R-N-S. It was one of the simplest and oldest methods of supplying water for households. Okay, I understand now. But can we collect rainwater using this method in Oman? Yes, we can. Moreover, we can go to Istanbul, spelled I-S-T-A-N-B, U L to see the largest underground tank in the world today. That would be great, Buthaina. By the way, Ebri recorded the highest amount of rainfall in Oman at 68 millimeters during the heavy rain in December last year. I wish I had known about rainwater harvesting them. Anyway, you know about it now. People can build small tanks on their farms or in their gardens. Yes, that's a good idea. 
Ms. Alaya also informed us that we have 3,000 flage irrigation systems in our country. We just need to make sure that they are being used properly. Yes, in this way, we can also preserve our tradition. Finally, Ms. Alia spoke about how we can manage the use of water from our kitchen and baths efficiently. In India, most homes have kitchen water flowing directly to the gardens. People there also reuse the water produced by air conditioners or ACs as we sometimes call them. Interesting, if we make an effort to conserve water, it will not be scarce during periods of drought. Thanks a lot, Buthaina and Zahra. Section 3 First, you will hear a lecture about the importance of water and how we need to conserve it. In the last lecture, I talked about the importance of forests and how to take care of this natural resource. Today, I will talk about water. According to His Majesty, the late Sultan Qaboos, of all the gifts with which God has blessed us, water is the greatest. Don't you all agree? To begin with, water is everywhere, from soil and clouds to the cells inside our own bodies. It is a liquid at normal room temperature and has no smell, color, or taste. It provides neither nutrients nor calories, but is vital to all forms of life. Let's talk about how water keeps us healthy. Water, or H2O as we sometimes call it, protects our joints, controls our body temperature, and maintains our brains. Water is present in our blood and heart, and while our lungs are 83% water, our bones are 31% water. If we are made of water, why do we still need to drink so much? The reason is, we lose 2 to 3 liters of water each day through sweating and excreting waste matter. Therefore, it is very important to rehydrate, spelled R-E-H-Y-D-R-A-T-E, which actually means to replace the water we have lost. Water starts out as rain or snow and flows into our oceans, lakes, and rivers. We use it for a wide variety of purposes, but do we really understand how much water we use? 15% of water is used for domestic purposes, like drinking, bathing, brushing teeth, cooking food, and washing dishes and clothes. In addition to these, Agriculture consumes a large amount of water, as it is necessary to help plants grow. About 70% of water is used for irrigation. That's I-R-R-I-G-A-T-I-O-N, if you want to write it down. Moreover, a large amount of water is used to generate electricity. Today, 2.1 billion people lack access to clean drinking water in Africa, according to the World Health Organization. Chemical waste and pesticides enter the rivers and lakes and pollute surface water and groundwater, 
But the good news is, this problem can be solved. There are many water purifying devices, like the play pumps, water cone, and life straw, that can help provide clean water for people. World Vision International and the Water Project, both nonprofit organizations, plan to manufacture these devices in large numbers with the help of donations. This will solve the water crisis in developing countries to a large extent. Finally, I'd like to conclude by saying that water improves the economy of a country, so our government must play a major role in conserving water for our future. It must protect our natural water sources and ensure that factories have a safe way of disposing of chemical and plastic waste. The government should also encourage farmers to use the traditional fallage system of irrigation. It can provide or build tanks to encourage rainwater harvesting, build dams, and spread awareness of how every household can recycle water used for domestic purposes. So, does anyone have any questions? Now, listen for the second time. In the last lecture, I talked about the importance of forests and how to take care of this natural resource. Today, I will talk about water. According to His Majesty, the late Sultan Qaboos, of all the gifts with which God has blessed us, water is the greatest. Don't you all agree? To begin with, water is everywhere, from soil and clouds to the cells inside our own bodies. It is a liquid at normal room temperature and has no smell, color, or taste. It provides neither nutrients nor calories, but is vital to all forms of life. Let's talk about how water keeps us healthy. Water, or H2O as we sometimes call it, protects our joints, controls our body temperature, and maintains our brains. Water is present in our blood and heart, and while our lungs are 83% water, our bones are 31% water. If we are made of water, why do we still need to drink so much? The reason is we lose 2 to 3 liters of water each day through sweating and excreting waste matter. Therefore, it is very important to rehydrate, spelled R E H Y D R A T E, which actually means to replace the water we have lost. Water starts out as rain or snow and flows into our oceans, lakes, and rivers. We use it for a wide variety of purposes, but do we really understand how much water we use? 15% of water is used for domestic purposes, like drinking, bathing, brushing teeth, cooking food, and washing dishes and clothes. In addition to these, Agriculture consumes a large amount of water, as it is necessary to help plants grow. About 70% of water is used for irrigation. That's I-R-R-I-G-A-T-I-O-N, if you want to write it down. Moreover, a large amount of water 
is used to generate electricity. Today, 2.1 billion people lack access to clean drinking water in Africa, according to the World Health Organization. Chemical waste and pesticides enter the rivers and lakes and pollute surface water and groundwater. But the good news is, this problem can be solved. There are many water purifying devices, like the play pumps, water cone, and life straw, that can help provide clean water for people. World Vision International and the Water Project, both nonprofit organizations, plan to manufacture these devices in large numbers with the help of donations. This will solve the water crisis in developing countries to a large extent. Finally, I'd like to conclude by saying that water improves the economy of a country, so our government must play a major role in conserving water for our future. It must protect our natural water sources and ensure that factories have a safe way of disposing of chemical and plastic waste. The government should also encourage farmers to use the traditional fallage system of irrigation. It can provide or build tanks to encourage rainwater harvesting, build dams, and spread awareness of how every household can recycle water used for domestic purposes. So, does anyone have any questions?